Well, Kevin Barker, the uh, Blue Jays needed a win in the worst way. And they kind of got that today. Not necessarily a work of art, a 4-1 win, a game in which they got three hits, in which, uh, well, Matt Chapman came through with the runners in scoring position getting hit. And, uh, I mean, all kidding aside, let's face it, the, uh, the Baltimore Orioles pretty much handed this game to the Blue Jays. Well, it's exactly how they've been winning all year. They've had quality starts. That's their 51st. That's fourth in baseball. And then they turned it over to a really good bullpen. Jimmy Garcia was really good. Hicks, look, if he if that end zone percentage stays somewhere around that 50% mark, the way his two-seamer runs, and if he can occasionally throw the slider for a strike, get a called strike out of that thing, and the high-octane velocity that he's representing that thing, I... I just don't know how you hit it, and you probably won't hit it. So it's just about him, the quality of staying in the zone with kind of stuff that he has, his electric stuff. And then Swanson, how about if I was asking you this when this happened, if, say, Santiago Espinal was in, the Blue Jays were in Baltimore, got picked off first, down three runs, what would be the first thing out of your mouth? Fire the hitting coach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. It is. <laughs> no, honestly, I go. Where are you going, son? Yeah, it oh, is. Why amazing. are you off the bay? It is amazing that you are down three runs. The first baseman is basically standing in your back pocket. I, where are you going? Like it's just amazing to watch. You watch enough baseball games on an everyday basis, you're going to see some really atrocious. Base running, that's just another example of that. But, again, tip your hats to the Blue Jays. I'm not saying this is the biggest win of the season, but they needed one of those yeah, wins against the best team in the American League listen. just to remind themselves, themselves that they can actually beat that team and good for them. They 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 had the at-bat when they needed it, and they pitched the way they've been pitching most of the year. Yeah, listen, all kidding aside, we've made this point often. Um, at this point, you don't really care about. You're not looking for artistic merit points. Like a win is a win is a win is a win. Throw tomorrow, out the window is what you're saying. Tomorrow, yeah, tomorrow you got a shot at at splitting a series against the team that is the best team. I'm, I'm going to say the team that's the best team in the American League. You got a chance of splitting the series against them. Um, and you did. You know, you got to see one of your trade deadline acquisitions be really impressive. You know, walking Ryan Mountcastle on. I I mean, let's just say it. It was a bad. It was a. It was a bad call by the home plate umpire. It was a strike. Uh, but Ryan Mountcastle walks. You know, and we would have seen Blue Jays relievers. Maybe not necessarily melt down, but certainly, uh, be a little thrown off by that. And instead, Anthony Santander strikes out, looking on a one hundred one mile an hour pitch, and then Austin Hayes hits into a double play. But as I said, you know the, the the key to this game. You look at the at the the three three runs the Jays scored to kind of take control of this game. A uh, couple of hit batters by um, Fujinami and a four pitch walk. I, I mean, you know that was it was almost like a Nate Pearson outing for Fujinami. And um, yeah, it, it, look as I said, you need the wins right now at. We can, you can die. You can dissect the wins at some other time. Right now, it's just simply a matter of putting putting W's uh, 
up there. The number is 416-870-0590, star 591, 888-666-0590. It's Blue Jays Talk with Blair and Barker. We're here until 1030. Hey, George Springer. George Springer got it. What are you looking at me like that? George Springer got a single 0 for 35, sets a club record, and then uh, snaps out of it. Not the uh, hardest struck ball on the planet. But you'll take it. it. It's where you hit it. Well, and that's usually how you end up getting out of slumps. You think he cared what his exit velocity was on that? Clearly not. After 0 for 35. He he practically cartwheeled all the way to first base. Good for him. Look, I've never been 0 for 35. I have no idea what that feeling's like. But I've been 0 for 20 before. It's not not fun. You don't want anything to do with anybody. And just to get a hit with two outs with a runner in scoring position when you are hitting cleanup is a big deal for this team. We know. We talked about this. All the time, every single day on our show, we're talking about one for fives, two for 16s, 0 for 10s for a guy that's struggling the way he's been struggling to come up and get a big hit, especially with a guy, and you say Kikuchi, who is pounding the zone, really good with the four-seamer. You know, in his last start, he had a little bit lean back. He was missing arm side. He wasn't finishing his pitches. His velocity was there when his velocity is there he's keeping that fastball in the zone that means the breaking ball will be better the slider actually looks like a slider now it has later bite to it it's a tougher take for a hitter when he's doing those kind of things and you're getting this out of your fourth or fifth guy whatever you want to call him gives your team and your lineup a chance to have the big inning that's exactly what they had at home and i guess you could say they earned this one. Mm. well i mean again whether or not they earned it they won it and that's that's good enough at this point. Four one six eight seven zero zero five ninety star five ninety one triple eight triple six zero five ninety four one. The Blue Jays beating the Baltimore Orioles. Game four of the series goes tomorrow. A reminder: it is a three oh seven first pitch. Kevin and myself will be on following the game on Sportsnet five ninety The Fan, and on the television side with uh, Jays Talk with Blair and Barker. Want to get to the phone lines in a minute, but. Seeing as how I have a first baseman sitting beside me here, I want to talk about the play that saw the Orioles uh, score their run. Uh, two out, Adley Rushman hits a perfectly placed ball. Brandon Belt is way towards second base. Break that play down for me because the, the two things, the first thing I thought is, okay, Kikuchi doesn't get over to first base. The second thing I thought is it's just fluke. It was a well-placed ball. And not to criticize Brandon Belt, but you noticed something Brandon Belt did yeah, whenever, on that play. Well, whenever you're trying to take away that ball between the first and second base hole, that's why you're over that far, sure. is whenever the ball's hit and you have to actually take another step because you don't want to have the second baseman trying to lead the pitcher like a quarterback leads a mm. wide receiver because it's a very hard play. You say as a, as a great athlete, he can probably make that play, but you don't want to have him involved. And by you being that far over, mentally between your ears, you're telling yourself when you get your pre-pitch set up. <clears throat> go to me, first if <clears throat> I'm well, going to move. If I'm thinking that I have to take a step to my right, I'm not taking that step. Instead of me taking it, <clears throat> I'm putting my head down and running to first base. It's going to be a close. It's going to be a close play anyhow. A- absolutely, but you're trying to take away that ground ball between the hole, and you have to know where your second baseman's right. at. The communication has to be there. You just have to internally tell yourself that if I have to take a step to my right, it's not going to work out. And especially when a dude is at third base with two outs, mm-hmm. you don't want to let that run score, and that's a very hard play again. <clears throat> Even if that play is made. 
and you say is covering first, that's a long throw for the second baseman. Right. That is a tough lead throw for a second baseman to try and lead a guy that has to run as hard as you say would have to run to first base. So you're just trying to say good first baseman and Brandon Belt's a good first baseman to just get the pitcher out of it. And that is led by you just knowing internally that if I have to take a step to my right, it's not going to work. If I do think I have to, instead of doing that, just run to first base, turn around and catch the ball. Luckily it didn't hurt them. They got to move on, but it's little plays like that, right? That they have to make to be the team that they want to be. Gian Maple, what do you got for us? Hey guys, nice to have a win. And hopefully we can obviously get a split and head to Boston and try to bury them this weekend, but it's a, it's a start. But um, one thing I want to address uh, now that the trade deadline's over, there's still one thing that this team needs to do that can do. And that's getting a bench player uh, for the playoffs. I mean, Right now, we got uh, basically we got an empty spot with the Nathan Lukes and Ernie Clement experiment that they just come and they just sit every single time. So, what I'm thinking is either you know one of two things. Obviously, is do we bring up uh, Schneider just to see what he can do? Because there's go- there's going to be a situation in the playoffs where you have either Santiago Espinal or Kevin Biggio going up against a guy like Fairbanks or Duran or Batista or someone of that ilk. Are you really going to feel confident with one of these two guys? And then the the one other guy that I'm really interested in, he really reminds me a lot of last year's Whit Merrifield. I really like him. He was, uh, I think he was cut today, was uh, Gene Segura. So I'm just wondering, you know, if you had an option, both of you, who would you like to see be called up or would you like to see a move uh, outside the organization? I'll hang up and listen. Yeah, I mean, I you know, listen, I would I would be lying if I said I'd paid any attention to anything Davis Schneider had done this year for the most part. I mean, I'm aware of him. I've seen him play a little bit. Uh, you know, Nathan Lucas was in the organization all year last year, put up pretty good numbers and never got a sniff. I I don't know. I don't know how this organization um, evaluates its players uh, in the minors. You know, we, we talked about this. I'm glad they got Paul DeYoung, but it confuses me that you've kept Santiago Espinal in your roster all year because he does one thing nobody else in your roster can do, and that's back up Bo at shortstop, and then the second Bo gets hurt, you go out to trade for a replacement. Like I, th- there's, there's some things going on that I don't understand with this organization. Um, you know, the fact that the moves that this organization made didn't really, I mean, not only did they not touch the top end, their prospect, I mean, they really didn't even, they really didn't even touch prospects for the most part at the triple a level. And I just don't know if, you know, how other teams view the Jays prospects. I don't minor leaguers, not every minor leaguer is a prospect. So I, I don't know. I just don't. I you know we we've asked that question, Davis Schneider. What happens when Addison Bar- Addison Barger uh, gets healthy? Could he come up? Spencer Horowitz is playing some second base. Like all these guys, Spencer Horowitz comes up and doesn't doesn't do a thing, and Ernie Clement comes up and 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 gets to see gets to see some action. So maybe there's somebody in that or in in the at triple a that will come up at some point i'm not certain i want to see any of those guys at the plate during the postseason to be honest you're right there are always players going to be dfa'd um 
but yeah, Gene Segura, I'm I, yeah, whatever. You know, it's it, it, he's not a guy. He's I'll, I'll tell you this much: he's not going to play as often as Whit Merrifield is going to play. Yeah, I would think it so, internally. That, that's I mean, Ross and of said course, that you yesterday. know, this organization, this organization treats forty man roster spots like gold. I mean, it's the only, you know, Mitch White, case number one. This is an organization that that really seems to think that everybody on their forty man roster has got this hidden value. Um, so yeah, I, I, I guess, but. I, I don't see anybody, I certainly don't see anybody out there who would, you know, equate to what a Whit Merrifield uh, does. Yeah, I think what you got is what you team. got. That's that's what I think. I think yeah. they think highly enough of their team that's it at the big league level. To, I mean, I would still like to see a I'm, little, I'd like to see more thump off the bench. But, I mean, Nelson Cruz has been out there for weeks now. And... Yeah, it's age and catching up to velocity late in games against a... Well, yeah, and he's going to have to come in. He's not going to come in and and be on your major league roster right away. He's going to have to have a place to play. So I I don't know. I I mean, I guess people really want to spend their time combing through the waiver wire. I, I, you know, have at it. But, I mean, I'm not counting on... I'm not necessarily counting on any of those any of those guys at, at Triple A. Schneider's interesting because of his numbers and because he's made an, he's made adjustments this year. And I'm a big listen. I'm a believer. You you've got these guys in the minor leagues for a reason. I I would like to see guys be able. I would like to see guys play they play their way onto a roster and given a shot. I I just think the whole and this is I'm not going to go into tangent. This is why I didn't like restricting the number of players you could bring up in September. That really bothers me. You should be able to bring up as many players as you want in September. People say, oh, but the games go longer. and da, da, da. You know what? If a dude has been in the minor leagues and deserves to be brought up to the major leagues, then have him up here. And yeah, I think the that, I, I think, timer, it's not going any longer. I, 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 think that has, I think that has an impact on, on things. I used to be one of those guys. I was with you. I was yelling and screaming, why are you doing that to people that's earned it and deserves to go to the big leagues, and now you're putting restrictions on that. It's... Pitching's changes won't allow that anymore. Uh, I know, I know. The, the clock and all those things. I mean, I, I get it. It's a it's a thing to to get away from organizations and owners having to pay extra players. That's what it's all yep, about. Sure you know, it and I know it. So we can save. Yeah, some, I don't like it. Save us forty thousand or whatever. Well, I'd 40, it's pay, more than forty thousand. I'd rather pay one of the twenty fifth, twenty sixth guys that instead of paying like what do you think some other guy to come up and sit for a month? What would you, given the fact that the trade deadline's gone? What would you like to see if you could get that a, a, a twenty six guy, a, a DFA? I, I guess the first thing we have to re- before we do anything, we, we need to really get a handle on how long Bobichet's going to be out. Bobichet is in the ten day IL uh, with patellar tendonitis. Before we start sort of doing these fantasy things with 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 DFAs and players that have been released, let's just kind of figure out what's up with Bo. Is it a two week thing? Is it a three-week thing? Could it be a month? Could it just be ten days? I, I yeah. I mean, I, let let's wait and see look, before I, we I, start bringing bringing dudes after in. After seeing the early videotape of Laddie hitting balls off the tee, I would think the first place you'd want to start is that right there. Like I, I yeah. the very the very first time I saw it when I was when I was sitting with you, I was thinking to myself, and What's I told he doing? you, what are you doing? Like that, you're going to take that swing off a tee in a game? Yeah, no, you're not. What, it was a slice. <laughs> absolutely. It's an inside-out, uppercut, slice to right field. Are you going to do that? Or maybe you you are doing that, and that's why you have 10 pitch at-bats where 
the the five out of the six that you swung at, you should have hammered. Like that, that's for me. If you're going to start any anywhere, there's where you need to start. And if you start getting some really good at bats and start staying in the big part of the field, actually catching a ball out front, driving down and through a baseball, and not shaking your head because you were late and fouled a ball over over the oh, first folks, base dugout. I got to tell you, you should have. That, that's it. Like I, the, the, he's too the, good to be doing that and shaking his head proud about that. The, that's all. The at bat that Vladdy had, the whatever it was, the ten pitch at bat. For the walk. I mean, it helped obviously, and they won a baseball sure, game because of the sixth inning. And, and, but, but your point was, I don't want to pass the baton to Matt Chapman. Do you? <laughs> no, I sure not. Not necessarily. Not, not right now. I don't no, because I don't. of the way he's hitting with runners in scoring position. But, but your whole point too was, and this gets back to what used to drive Josh Donaldson nuts when he was here. Right? You'd go up to me, hey Josh, great ten pitch at bat, way to work the pitcher. He go. The third pitch I fouled was the best. I should have I should have doubled in that pitch. That wasn't a great. It was an awful at bat. Yeah, they ten pitch walk. I'd rather take the double after three pitches because of how good the pitching is. And Vladdy, you, only, you only got so many good swings exactly. at bat. You need Vladdy to use had, those. And, there were three pitches that there were three pitches he should have driven. Absolutely. Let's just say. It. So yeah, it's I, yeah, again we we can sit down and think about the twenty fifth and twenty sixth guy, and I'm and I'm assuming that will be taken care of internally, whoever that name is. But man, like maybe this is a a step in the right direction. He's excited about foul balls over the first base dugout. I I don't know, but hopefully this is a step in the right direction. It will give him confidence to not make an out and help a team win a baseball game. Do we game. get it? Do we That's get, the plus. Do we get that. exit velocity and foul balls? Ah, let's hope not. Jim and Hamilton, gentlemen. Good evening. How are you all? Hey, Jim. We're doing well. Kevin, my condolences to you your wife and your family for the loss tonight or this week and good on you for showing up on Sunday. I appreciate that, Jim. Thank yeah, you so much. Really well said. Thanks, Jim. Jeff, what? I know you get paid to talk, but not by the word. That's not true. I do get paid by the word. That being I said, see, I just gentlemen. made 60 bucks there. No, I mean, anyhow, go ahead. Dylan, that being said, 30,000 view. How good is this team, really? Boston is so close with so many injuries. Angels, so close with so many injuries. Yankees, so close with so many injuries. Blue Jays get one small little injury. It almost seems like the season is over. Hmm. How much do we put this on management? Because we were told by management four or five years ago, we are going to develop a winning team, and also develop double-A, triple-A. Right, the assembly line. The word was an assembly line minor league system, right? Just keep Exactly. Right. And how do we find ourselves now? Grabbing at anything that may come in our direction. How good is this management team to last beyond november i look forward to your comments thank you very much thanks jim uh you know i think the first thing you have to do is you have to separate things um when you say management team i keep getting back to this mark shapiro's primary job has been to get the rogers center it has been to turn it into a revenue generating machine job done (laughs) uh that's pretty obvious uh Enough to the point that this ownership group, which 
had a year where it didn't have any fans in, in the stands and had to spend money playing on the road and all that stuff, uh, was able to come out of COVID and in two years have the seventh largest payroll in baseball. So separate that from the baseball operations end of things. And Kevin, I'll, 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 you can jump in here. Uh, look, this team's not as good as I thought it was at the start of the year. I did not expect I did not expect the type of, I don't even know if you'd call it regression with Vladdy. I thought Vladdy would have the type of year he had a couple of years ago as opposed to last year. I will admit, I did not think, I did not think, and I know I'm not the only one, I didn't think that this ballpark would become, would skew towards pitching the way it has. Just because anytime a ballpark is changed, generally you assume that it's going to... to Move the fences in. To, to, to lend to more offense. And maybe that's just the product of the fact that pitching is too good. They are, I mean, I'll say this. I think they're the fourth best team in the American League East right now. My fear is that in two weeks' time, when the Boston Red Sox have Trevor Story back, he may not be back this weekend, but when they, get, when they have Trevor Story back, when they've got all their pitching back, they've got a remarkably easy schedule. Three games against the Blue Jays coming up at Fenway, they don't lose to the Blue Jays. Then they got Washington, Kansas City, and Detroit. They got 10 games against those teams. My big fear is the Jays are going to be in fourth place in this division by the end of the third week in August. So, yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I think they're the fourth best team in the American League East right now. Can they go to the, Are they a playoff team? Yeah, they're a playoff team. Because of the pitching. Because of the pitching. And their outfield defense. And their outfield defense. Yeah, absolutely, I think they're a playoff team. They're one of the playoff teams. Are they good enough to have a home, to have any home dates in the playoffs? That I don't know. They may be the last team to get into the playoffs. They may be that last wild card team. Yeah, I think that's fair. Uh, It's just the lineup we thought was supposed to be better than everybody else's lineup. I, th- I think that's what yeah, it was. Like, that's fair. I, I, it's me against you, and I think we're better than you are. I, coming into the season, when I went to spring training, the only thing I was thinking is who's hitting cleanup, and then it was Dalton, and then it was a plethora of other people that, quite frankly, shouldn't have been there. That was the one thing you were scratching your head in the Teoscar Hernandez thing of what I mentioned to you when the trade happened. Yeah, Where's the 20 and 85 coming from? Uh, th- that's we the- were all going, it's great. It's culture change. There's going to be no home run jacket. It's going to be wonderful. It's going to be a more serious team. And then coming out of spring training, I remember looking at my scorecard one day and going, my God, they actually think Brandon Belt can contribute on a, in the middle of the lineup on a team that's going to the postseason. And then I thought, oh, Dalton Varshall's the cleanup hitter. And I thought, he can't be the cleanup. And then I looked and said, well, who else is it going to be? I mean, I was saying Bo. That went out the window. So, yeah, I mean, I'll give you credit. You, you pinpointed this the day you went down to spring training. I remember you calling me and going, um... <clears throat> This lineup has got some uh, yeah, but because holes. yeah, but because of the way they pitch and the way they play defense, and I think the ma- bullpen, maybe they're a playoff team instead of a regular season team. That's what it is, right? The Phillies will tell you that Bryce Harper getting hot in the playoffs carried them. Could Vladdy do that if they just get in? That's all they were talking about, you know, a couple of years ago. Is if we just get in, that's all we have to do because of how good we are. 
we'll be hard to match up against. Maybe that's sort of what they are here. Maybe the pressure of everybody talking about runners in scoring position might be a little bit too much for this team. Well, your guy, George Springer, got off the schneid today. And speaking of the schneid, let's hear what the manager had to say about George Springer. His at-bats really, you know, what's encouraging is the pitches he's laying off early in counts, and he's getting good pitches to hit, and it's, it's going to come. You know, I think a soft RBI single like that can get someone rolling. Um, you know, he's been great throughout this whole thing. He really has, and um, he's all for tying or breaking records. He's done that his whole career in the postseason, so him and Jano can kind of sit at the top right there. That's yeah, I guess uh, John hit- Schneider talking about uh, George Springer breaking his 0 for 35. He's hitting cleanup for the Toronto Blue Jays. That that's the that's the thing, right? It's one thing about how, how he looks early and counts, but the way they are offensively, the issues they have of getting the big hit, where he's hitting the order, who he's hitting in front of, he's going to have to sooner than later have one of those weeks where I'm not saying he's carrying the team. Now he's got to carry, but the team. he. He's got to carry. I'm not sure. Is he capable of that? I'm not sure. I'm saying get the big hit a couple of times in a game, maybe a week straight. Aren't we that, talking that's about what it, that's what it is. Aren't we talking about thirty or thirty five million bucks a year for this dude two years ago? Yeah, to carry, carry the team, team in September. Is oh. he, does he have it in him? He's thirty three. We were talking about that today. Is he on the back nine? That's no, the I'm big talking about right? Vladdy. I'm talking about uh, Vladdy. Yeah, I mean that's the obvious guy. Matt Chapman's the obvious guy. There's, but we're talking about your yeah, here. when he's hitting cleanup. Who's hitting leadoff? There's going to be traffic on the bases. Yeah. Like you're going to need him to drive some balls. And listen, if Vladdy wants to make that much money, if he wants to be that guy, now's the time. I mean, it's there. The the best player. He's not the best player in the team anymore. The best player in the team is Bo Bichette. The best hitter in the team is Bo Bichette. Bo Bichette's out of the lineup. It's it's, it's up to Vladdy to step up. As far as I'm concerned. Hmm. Just saying. 416-870-0590, 416-870-0590, star 591 the Blue Jays beat the Baltimore Orioles. We'll take a break and look, a- come back and look around the American League. Take a look at the Yankees and Rays. Some other interesting tidbits. It's Blue Jays Talk with Blair and Barker on the Sportsnet Radio Network. Electric stuff again. And, you know, I think last night he had a pitch and it was a situation where when you're used to pitching in high leverage spots, you know, you're, you're, you know, you may kind of, you know, have a little bit of a different mindset, but, you know, probably struck Mount Castle out on the three, two pitch. And, you know, he has the ability to pitch to contact with that sinker at a hundred, 101 when he needs to, gets a double play from Hayes and, you know, punches out Santander on a, on a high fastball. So um, I saw a dude totally in control of his outing. Um, you know, it's, I know he's used to pitching the ninth, but you get kind of the meat of that order right there. You want to kind of squash it with him, knowing you got Swanee behind him. So, uh, breaking ball was good. And when you're throwing 101, it's tough to uh, it's tough to lay off that breaking ball too. It's John Schneider, manager of the Toronto Blue Jays, talking about Jordan Hicks. Very impressive tonight in a 4-1 win over the Baltimore Orioles. Interesting hearing John talk about the difference between pitching in high leverage for a closer and essentially garbage time, and. I kind of laugh about that because you have this debate in baseball. Is it a thing and why is it a thing? There are guys who are just, there are guys who are better in leverage than garbage time. There's whatever the reason, whether it's adrenaline or whatever, you see it all the time. Yeah. St. Louis, he was not a no brainer. Will he be a no brainer in Toronto? That's the one thing for me is where, when you, when you hand him the ball, well, he's got inning is over. We will see. Like he's got, he's got runway now because Jordan Romano's hurt. Absolutely. 
Time for the Major League Standings Watch presented by Bet365. With Bet365, you can bet in things like player props, totals, or game outcomes across many different sports, 19-plus play responsibly, Ontario only. Let's take a look at the standings in the AL East. Uh, All the games have been completed now. The Tampa Bay Rays, second place Tampa Bay Rays, losing 7-2 to the New York Yankees. Today, the Seattle Mariners doing the Jays a solid. Didn't get Teoscar over here, but they did beat the Red Sox 6-3. The standings are as follows. My Baltimore Orioles are 66-42. and They are a game and a half up on uh, my Tampa Bay Rays, who are 66-45. and my Blue Jays are sixty and forty nine. Barker's Red Sox are fifty seven and fifty one. They're they nine hit, back. I'll take it. And nobody's Yankees at fifty six and fifty two or ten back. Well, I'm just it's it's odd to see the Yankees that far back. See, I used to think that baseball was better when the Yankees were good, but now I'm I'm kind of enjoying this. Maybe it's interesting seeing New York potentially. Facing a September of just for baseball. I'm intrigued to see what the offseason looks like for the Yankees. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm intrigued for both the Yankees and Mets. But, um, yeah. The Mets have told you what it's going to look like. Yeah. What, what are the Yankees doing? Matt and Hamilton. What's up, Matthew? Guys, how are we doing? Always great to be on with you both. How are we doing tonight? We're doing well, thank you. At least awesome, I am. Awesome. I presume Barker is. I mean, Barker's been beside me all day, so what could be better? <laughs> mm. Yeah, you guys got it. Honestly, um, so I just wanted to cover, like, two things. I know we're, we're short on time, so I'll try and keep it quick. But um, firstly, I just want to talk a little bit about the trade deadline. And, um, you know, I've been listening to Jay's talk and you guys over the last couple of days. And uh, I just, you know, plus with the, some of the callers that are just saying, like, oh, you know what? Like, how much can we blame on management? Like, you know, what have, what have they really done? And I think there was a guy yesterday that called in and he said, you know, like, oh, he deserves an, uh, an, an F for his performance yet again at the deadline. And, you know, and I'm thinking, about, I'm rolling my eyes at this, and I'm saying, like, like look, at, look at the expanded format and how many teams are getting in, and you're just putting more and more teams in contention that are kind of at that fine line of, you know, being out and being in it. Like, look what the Mets did. They blew up the t- They almost blew up the team, and they're kind mm. of technically still in it. And you have other teams that are, you know, like Seattle, where, yeah, you get a little bit of momentum, and they're back in it, right? You know, even the Cubs. Look at the Cubs, too, right? But I'm, I'm just thinking it's like, you know what, you, you did what you could. Like, how much realistically more can you have got, right? And, you know, and, and which makes me really curious because that will lead into my next point, and hence my question to you two. Um, the, this acquisition of the young. You know, and the more I think about this, the more I scratch my head. So let's assume that Bo Bichette's injury is nothing too serious. He's going to be back in, let's say, let's, let, let's say the, you know, in the 10 days that he's on the I.L. Mm-hmm. So what does that do for position players? Like, does that effectively move Merrifield into the outfield? And, you know, are you playing Young at second base? Like, because you're not going to miss, you're not going to displace Bichette when he's healthy. No way. Right. right? So. And if that's not the case, and let's say you know it's going to be Varshal, Kiermaier, and Springer in your outfield, right? Then is he going to be like a rotational player like Espinal and Biggio? And if that's the case, why the heck did you pick him up for? Oh. Right? Because then you could have just put your faith, your faith in Espinal because he plays shortstop. That's his position essentially, second base too. And you have Biggio that also plays there, right? So, guys, what do you think? Like, how, how do you see this panning out? 
I mean, I you know, I think that knowing what we know about John Schneider, it'll be a competition. Um, I, you're right. I I agree with you completely. I, I is Paul DeYoung defensively better than Santiago Espinal? Yeah, I I think he probably is. But I keep getting back to this. Like, doesn't it just does? Doesn't it feel to you that? when the Jays brought Paul DeYoung and wouldn't it kind of make sense to move Espinal for something? And I don't know, maybe had no, again, your player's value isn't what you think it is, or Jeff Blair thinks it is, or anybody thinks it is. It's what other general managers think it is. But yeah, I found it kind of, I found it kind of odd to waste that much energy on that guy. When you have a guy you've been carrying all year, because quote, he's the only guy we have who can play if Bo goes down for an extended period of time. Um, I thought Nate Pearson and Santiago Espinal were probably going to be gone at the deadline. Again, maybe no one likes Nate Pearson. I doubt that, knowing how baseball people think they can reinvent the wheel. I, I don't know. Could you have gotten a, a better bat by putting those two together in a package? I mean, we can play fantasy GM all we want, but it it, it does seem to me that this team is it's it's an odd team right now. The lineup doesn't make a lot of sense. The bench is kind of crowded. The bullpen is getting crowded. When when is Nate Pearson? When do you see Nate Pearson next? How many people have to blow their arms out for Nate Pearson to get a chance again here? Like it just seems as this stuff could have happened and it didn't happen. Yeah, I think with the everyday guys that are in the in the lineup not getting the big hit consistently, now you're starting to talk about or forced to talk about guys that you normally wouldn't want to talk about. And that's sort of what we're doing now, right? Yeah, exactly, how, yeah. How do, you, how do you fill in the blanks at second? Who's pinch hitting in the eighth inning for whoever? If you have to pinch run for Kirk, who's there's like a lot of things now because some of the everyday guys are just not getting the big hit when they had or being called on to get the big hit. So, yeah, look, I, I think they're hanging their hat on at least listening to Ross that they're going to do that. Like they got two months. Four months of big sample size now. Like, that's a lot of it bats with But they're convinced all the, all, and, the, all the underlying stuff they see, they're convinced, you know, the hard velo and all that, and exit velo and all, they're convinced that their key guys are going to step up. I, I kind of laugh about that because I, I – this go back and look at what we were talking about when Matt Chapman was acquired. Here's a guy who's going to play great defense, hit some home runs, and maybe hit what? What did we say? 230, 230. To me, Matt Chapman hasn't been a disappointment this year. Matt Chapman's given me more than I expected offensively. Yeah, I mean, maybe he's called on to do a lot because of who's hitting right, in front of him. But, but and maybe, when he comes maybe up. They think there's, maybe they think there's more in there. I, I, I don't know. But, um, yeah, it's, you know, you can't. You can't make a deal that offsets the fact that George Springer's OPS is down 200 from 200 points from what it was, and that Vladdy can hit a home run at home and cannot hit a home run off a lefty. Like there are just so many things that you can't fix at the trade deadline. Yeah, it's you tough. can't. It's tough. I mean, unless you're bringing in a Cody Bellinger who could hit second, you could sort of trickle down everybody else. They're a little bit further away from the main guys that are always getting on base, and they can sort of have the at bat that they're supposed to be yeah. having. And now that you don't and, have that guy, and they're you know bunched together and expected to do things that, quite frankly, and let's be clear. let's be honest, a lot yeah. of the times they're just not capable of doing that. And the two teams that really kind of 
clogged up the trade deadline were the Angels and the Cubs. Yeah, with taking dudes off the market. Taking dudes off the market. I mean, we I mean, just, the Otani thing, you really think he's coming to Toronto? No, no, no. I'm, I said the market in general. There's a trickle-down impact. When those guys aren't on the market, teams start looking and for other guys. And, and if there aren't any guys, then teams just decide to hold. And there was a few teams that could have used Cody Bellinger. Yeah, and I, I also think the fact that, you know, there are a lot of teams that realistically think they have a shot of uh, of getting the playoffs. 4-1, the Blue Jays have beaten the Baltimore Orioles. Thank you for listening to Blue Jays Baseball, brought to you by Crown Rust Protection. New and used vehicles are rising and inventory is scarce. Avoid the hassle of buying prematurely by making your vehicle last longer with Crown Rust Protection. For a special summer offer and rust protection, visit crown.com today.